Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren. Happy November, guys. We are recording on Halloween. It's uh, a spooky, spooky night. Yeah, spooky episode. (laughs) Scary. It's scary. We are once again... uh, Sorry, go... Oh, I was just saying, we're once again... uh, We turned off all our lights outside. We're recording on Halloween night, and we... We've been in our, our current place for a couple years now, and we have yet to hand out candy. So our, probably all of our neighbors uh, think we're just like the curmudgeons who, you know, don't have fun um, on Halloween. But it's because, honestly, we, we were recording a day late today because it was our we, – we had a celebration, a birthday celebration yesterday, so we had to push it back. Last year, we missed Halloween because we recorded on Halloween. So I think this might be the third year in a row we've recorded on – I, 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 I was about to say that. I was about to connect the dots because before <laughs> yeah. we were recording on Sundays. Yeah. And – that was so I think we yeah. recorded on the Halloween the first year they were doing this. Last yeah. year we we recorded on Halloween because of the Monday. Yeah, and I was I was here in Mass, and yeah. So all three years of the Evolving Hockey Podcast so far, we have recorded on Halloween, like on Hallow's you know Eve or whatever, right? Like on Halloween night where there's trick or treaters out, and uh, yeah. And I was I guess I kind of forgot that three like our. Th- Two years it's ago. It's a tradition. I feel like maybe next year we're going to have to bump it to, to recording on Wednesday and just yeah. keep it going. Or maybe we'll do a glossary series on Halloween that's about the spookiest events in hockey, right? Mm. I don't know. Hockey isn't a very spooky, like, I, I feel like there isn't a lot of things. I don't that, think there's a lot of sports that are very spooky. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Like, what's the spookiest sport? Like, what's this, like, I don't know. Like, how do you define, because it's not like dangerous. What I don't is, feel like it's, what do you, how are you defining spooky? What makes I feel like sports, the, right? the uh, <laughs> What's the um oh, fuck? What's the the Olympic <laughs> event that's uh uh the one where they cross country ski and then they shoot and then the, like you mean the try is it triathlon? No, it's no, the uh, um cro- they they have shooting while they're cross country skiing. It's like through the woods and stuff. That was I was gonna say would be about this. I was thinking because you're in the woods. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Is there like cave region of you? Is there like yeah. cave? Climbing or is there like something, some kind of sport that involves like, like, yeah, like, uh, like spelunking? Can can you consider spelunking a sport? You think? Because that might I, be. The, I don't know what spelunking is. Spelunking cave is cave diving. It's cave diving. It's cave. Yeah, right. It's like I'm just curious because that would maybe be. You a, didn't know that word was you know, spelunking <laughs> was was cave diving. You never heard no. that term. It's a great word. It's I've great, never, I've never once looked into cave diving. Clearly. You've never watched The Descent. Would, Speaking would of spooky like, movies, <laughs> would it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm watching the game too. The biathlon, would, that's what it is. The biathlon. Would horseback riding, in some sense, because you know, like I, the yeah, um, yeah. The headless horseman. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Like, I, like I some don't... sort of equestrian sport, like polo. Polo feels no. Like, polo is not spooky. Here, no. let's see what Google says. Spookiest sport. This well, is wasn't the... polo basically what they pay, played in like Harry Potter? Well, they play. I mean, kind of. It was like a variation, but that was well. Like it's the, basically that I mean, was it's, the inspiration behind it. No, I think so. They're on, yeah, they're on brooms. Quidditch. Have you read Harry Potter? No, no. nor have I watched the movies. Yeah, that yeah, was. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, it's it was just a big part of like childhood for for us because like they, they were coming out when we were kids, so each one could come out and we'd be a big deal. I'm on Bleacher Report reading about the uh, the spooky the ghost ghost stories and sports and whatnot. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you can anyway, consider... we, there's a lot, we got a lot to cover tonight. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, sure. let's move on from the spooky, spookiest. I was going to talk about the ducks, but they had kind of a rough night last <laughs> night. So they have fallen down because I, I, was, I mean, I, I thought would, they won against Pittsburgh. Wasn't, 
Well, I think that I was just gonna say their XG. They were riding for like a couple games there. Um, like one the of the Ducks highest. are five, four, and zero. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> right I mean now, that on its own two is goal differential. Oh, never mind. Uh, oh, it was two who games you, ago. Who are you they got about here? they got shelled by the Islanders in XG. So for those who don't know, the, the the Ducks have had a, a series, uh, several games that have oh, been su- never, no. surprising, right? Sorry, I, I sorry. Was what on, is Luke? Luke, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Luke, I was what are you on the, doing? I, I don't. I can't navigate or skate our, our game logs. Yeah, they yeah, kind so, of. Sorry, they they had a sixty Luke, at five on this. five. They had a sixty eight percent goals for against Pittsburgh, but they only had a thirty five percent xg for. So they have dropped in the five on five team standard rankings for uh yeah for expected goal differential but compared so compared to our preseason projections we had the ducks a little over 70 points and now we have them a little over 73 points so they've added about three points in their over their expected pace i suppose um but yeah i mean they because they beat boston right and then they beat uh i'm trying to think of the other one that was a big um philadelphia was a big win yeah, but there was. I thought there was another up, they, like pretty wait, big. Yeah, upset. they beat Philadelphia. Didn't they beat like the uh, the yeah, Hurricanes, um, right? Yeah, that was the one. I think earlier in the season, um, and they've had. I think the one thing is they've had just some surprising skater results. Uh, I guess we can also maybe get into this the the guard and whatnot. But I'll, I'll stick to for the time being just relative teammate stuff, which is kind of what I've been looking at. Um, I was kind of I've been eyeing this just because it's it's early and it's kind of an easy like kind of go to. But they they like Zegers for instance, and then. I don't know how to pronounce this. I think he's a 19-year-old Russian defenseman. Pavel Minchukov um, is someone I, I saw pop up in some of the he's early season stuff. He's been he's really good for the Ducks. Yeah, and he's, he's very good. He's 19. I, I will admit I haven't watched any Ducks games yet because they've I just haven't seen any of their games. Um, but, yeah, and then a few other players. I mean, like, like uh, uh, Mason McTavish is having a pretty good season so far. Um, yeah, so I, I think in general they've been. And then who is their goalie? Uh, Dor Dor Dor. Uh, I can't remember. It's something like that. Doxtel. Doxtel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't yeah. it John Gibson starting though? Yeah, is... I think he's injured now. I don't know. I'm oh. not. I think I'm not... well, they were rotating the net. Like John Gibson's been kind of a struggle. I think I think John Gibson probably lost the job. Uh, yeah. Like. But but the big story has been yeah the McTavish line McTavish Strom Vitrano yes who uh, McTavish has five goals Strom has two uh, but he has nine assists so Strom has eleven points and Vitrano has nine goals two hat tricks so far in the year in nine games uh, <laughs> but he's got nine goals and a secondary assist so I I mean I think it's it's Mason McTavish was a player that I was very high on. If you remember, like last year, like going into the season last I, year, didn't you have him as like your Calder pick or something? I mean, I think he was the uh, standard. That was my sneaky. That was my sneaky Calder pick. I think, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Beniers was always like my favorite. Yeah, and he got it, but um, he was definitely my sneaky one. And I think I was probably riding like the coattails of World Juniors because the World Juniors was in August in twenty twenty one, and yeah. wait. Yeah, what years are we talking about here? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not the person. Whatever, to ask but about I, World I, I remember. I re- maybe it was 22. So yeah, the world. But the last World Juniors I think was like in August, and he was like uh, a man among boys type of thing. Like he was just by far the best player <laughs> on Team Canada, and you know, so maybe I was like riding that momentum 
but I think he's kind of coming alive. He was the one with the game winner last night, if I remember correctly. Uh, with like less than 30 seconds left, he came out of the box. There was a five on three. Um, I think it was. He came out of the box or four on three and two released. He came out of the box, had a breakaway, scored with like 20 seconds left or whatever to win the game for Anaheim. And he's just been honestly like a monster in the offensive zone. That line together in 93 minutes so far at five on five has a 53% expected goal share, 46.6% Corsi four percentage and an 82% goals four percentage. <laughs> so like, I mean, yeah, like they're shooting, their, they're shooting their brains out, right? Like it's not, it's not sustainable. They have, and 18% on ice shooting percentage together. But, um, you know, it's fun. I do think that they're probably playing realistically quite good. Like, that line is good. And their other top line is Zegris, Carlson, and Terry. Now they're doing, like, the, um, what do you call it, the rest management with Leo Carlson. But that yeah. line together has a 55% expected goal share, 48% uh, Corsi, uh, four percentage and a goals four percentage of 39.6 percent and like they kind of got the opposite thing going on right now the, where the like Toronto they're shooting like six percent stolen their goal energy yeah right but like one's gonna replace the other but yeah. you have two their top two lines essentially are like producing like a pretty good share of expected goals which is not something that one would have forecasted <laughs> no and the other the funny thing that's that I've noticed is because like when I was, you know, for people who don't know, I guess we're 10, 15 minutes into this. We released our the uh, 23, 24 GAR, XGAR and Rappa data and, and ever, basically everything on the site except for the player cards is now up to date for the current season. Um, and I kept seeing Zegris, his XG Rappa differential was like at EV, even strength was like second in the league for like the first couple times I was doing this, which is like kind of wild because that wasn't and because the whole t like I have him as I, I heard this is that Zegris didn't score hadn't scored any goals he didn't I don't think he really he had like one point or something through like seven games which is like pretty surprising uh and then everybody said oh you know he contract he's not trying anymore and then all of his like underlying numbers were like really good like his his defensive metrics right now are like real now obviously it's very early. This is still like nine games or whatever, but <laughs> yes. it was very surprising. Like for instance, Tate Thompson is coming in and like one of the best defensive forwards this season, which is like <laughs> track record. Hey, who that's knows? not and and uh, but you know it's funny because sometimes like players like I saw Kuznetsov was like at the bottom of the XG a like expectacles against RAPM, which is like yeah that tracks that makes sense because he's been down there for a long time now. But like I saw Kaprizov was down there. Which is kind of interesting uh, because last year I think he was—he's always been pretty solid defensively. Kaprizov has, but anyway, so there's really early, you know, we kind of need to get a little uh, more more games. But yeah, Zegers, it was—it was pretty funny because it was like, I think the narrative was like from like a fantasy perspective, cause it was like uh like oh he's a bust like oh drop him blah 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 he's so bad and then it's like I was looking at our like wrap up numbers and he's like wow he's like his underlying numbers are like looking really solid to start the year which was really uh interesting to me yeah I think one thing with with the Ducks is that I mean I suppose the Sharks kind of offset the Ducks improvement like with the Pacific right because the Sharks have just been horrendous oh, but yeah I was going been. I was going to say that the Pacific seems well 
now that I'm actually thinking about the Pacific, the Oilers, the Flames, and the Kraken have all kind of, and the Sharks, have all been underperforming, I think, where we would have expected. The Sharks more so, you know. The Sharks are, are yeah. <laughs> quite ridiculous. I mean, all situations, they're shooting 3.42%. Their goals four per 60 at all situations, right? Like, that's essentially goals per game. 0.81. Oh, my God. Um, they have a 39% share of XG, a 39% share of, of uh, all shot attempts, and a 21% share of goals. Yeah, oh it, it's, it's just kind of funny how um, how the the, uh, the early season has kind of played out so far, specifically, and I guess I maybe I'm forgetting like the Eastern conferences, but it seems like the other conferences are kind of a little bit like more or less in line. You know, I think that there's a feel like Boston is maybe a little better than some people thought through like, you know, whatever, however many games they played. Um, and there's, a, you know, there's a few teams like Minnesota's kind of been struggling compared to what maybe some I, I think some the, golden, the Golden Knights have been. Yeah, I, we were lower on the Knights and they have been. Um, now, let's let's remember too the the Golden Knights, three of their nine wins so far have come from shootout. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, yeah, that was would... that's something that that's something that's not being pointed out. And then like they're still kind of on their PDO ban binge, if you will, like. They only have a forty-eight percent share of expected goals. All yeah, uh, this is five on five. Forty-eight uh, percent share of expected goals and a forty-eight percent share of all shot attempts. Like, and what's their goal, know, goal? What's their goal share? Sixty something. Uh, Fifty fifty-seven point seven. Yeah, yeah. Because that that I did. I remember. I remember looking at that because like it was irritating seeing the Golden Knights win so many games after we were like getting criticized for how low we had them projected. And then I go look at the kind of the the team metrics and it's like okay yeah that'll happen yeah like they're gonna you know sometimes that happens but i the other the last thing about the ducks i was going to point out is i think the thing that's surprising is that they have these kind of team metric given how just how awful they were last year like historically bad uh from like an expect expected goals perspective um they like are doing this against actually like pretty decent teams like good teams like they played Vegas, Carolina, Dallas, and then they've played Boston twice and then Philly and Pittsburgh. Like the only kind of easy quote unquote wins or matchups were kind of against Arizona, like Arizona and Columbus. And Arizona is even looking a lot better this year uh, than they have in the past. So it's like kind of that was the thing. And they did a lot of that on the road too. Yeah, they've only played, they've played three of their nine games or uh, have been home games. Uh, so it's kind of. Um, it's just kind of I don't know. It was very surprising. I was not expecting this from the Ducks. So it's been which is kind of fun because like you know it's like they were terrible last year and you know it's very. I mean they were one of the worst teams that we've ever seen. Probably. Defensively, <laughs> yeah, 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 defensively. I you know. So he, here's the question: Does Greg Cronin, whether they make the playoffs or not, get the uh, the um, what's the coach of the the Jack Adams? <laughs> I know like early early awards talk here but like <laughs> I, I mean this I is mean, right. them from the basement I'm, to I mean so I'm like a, I'm a little bit at just shocked like lost for words just now like in 10 like that there's even and it's not I know it's a little bit of a joke on your end right but like even still the fact that the Ducks that just had last season's you know season if you will um, is now potentially like maybe on the cusp of a wild card or something. I mean, they're they're not probably going to finish that high, and I think a lot of this has been. But they like the thing is that 
some of the younger players have been playing really well. I think the team, I, I was trying to see kind of what the main difference is between the rosters that, but, but this season and last season. Um, and it seems like they've shed a few of the older kind of, you know, some some other players. But it's it's relatively it's, like just they brought in some, they just have it's some. It's Pavel. It's that, yeah, uh, that new, stud new defenseman. Guy. Yeah. 19-year-old defenseman who's just absolutely, like he's a top like 25 X-Car player right now, <laughs> which is just like, obviously it's super it's early. Rem Pitlick, and Rem I, Pitlick all over again. No. Yeah, but go. like his like, underlying numbers are really good. But, but I was going to say like, we like about the Pacific, I was looking, if you look like the, the top. So if we just go sort by Corsi four percentage at five on five, we have two teams, Hurricanes and Avalanche. Okay. Yeah. That's to be basically to be about expected like that tracks. And then we have the Oilers. Who have really, really good underlying numbers as a team so far, but they have a forty-four percent goals for differential at five on five, and they've just like they have a fifty-six and a fifty-six and a half Corsi four percentage and XGF percentage, which is really funny considering the narratives around that team so far. Is that I mean, and their record, but like it's just been. It's, Sean's got some stuff to say. Over Sean there. has stuff well, to like, say. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like I don't know. I feel like people are really latching on and like really going way too heavy with the like change in systems thing yeah um in edmonton the defensive systems which wasn't a big thing yeah oh, it, I and don't like, know there's it. been I don't like there's a lot of talk in general about switching from man to man to zone and then like how teams are playing low to high plays um or three man high and it's like i don't know i i i admittedly the only oilers game i've watched in full so far was the heritage classic which they just went through the flames and they played quite well so i don't think it's representative of what people are talking about but um you know i don't know i just don't feel like it's as bad as it's being talked about and it's kind of given me feels of like florida last year in some senses where florida's underlying numbers were like fine and like the whole feel was that like this entire thing's a disaster and like I don't really think Florida was a disaster and they made it to the Stanley Cup finals and I don't know I again think that they're like a fair team again to start this year so I don't know it just I, feels yeah. you know everything's probably still fine I think some time. of it is that the, the Oilers have been kind of a polarizing team like kind of flipping back and forth from performance I think at least looking at kind of their game logs like they've they've had some games that they've played really well and then they've had about the same number of games that they've just played poor like really terribly and I think on top of that, the fact that they've really not had the kind of goaltending that I think they were expecting, like kind of what we talked about last week, um, really, I again, I just think it's still too early. They've obviously had some injury issues. I think McDavid hasn't really been himself, and I don't think that that's going to continue. So they should probably expect, um, you know, some performance back from, you know, McDavid in general. Um, well, the, I, the, I think that it's just more surprising that they have the third worst port points percentage in the league right now, which is like mo- mostly what I was commenting yeah, on. Is the that Flames and Oilers? The, are the like, Flames and Oilers. Flames, like, Oilers, and then and then the Sharks. And then the Sharks. <laughs> I just did. Like, sharks, I did. Yep, look, yeah. that makes sense. The and Sharks are like really funny. Flames, the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the Sharks. <laughs> then there's the, then there's, <laughs> Billy Bean. Then yeah. there's twenty feet of shit. And then there, what is the what's the money? And then there's the Sharks. I don't remember the exact quote from Moneyball, but yeah. Um, but no, the Sharks are funny. I was just looking at their game logs too, and they've they've put up uh, in nine games. They have six total five and five goals, and they've allowed twenty two goals against in five on five. Yeah, um, which is that'll do it. Like that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Also, in these early seasons, after right after I add the gar- like the Rapham data to go look at the Rapham charts because someone very 
early obviously they went to our like skater rap and page they sorted negative by xg xg <laughs> percentage and they found yeah what yan ruda yeah and then of course they go look at the rap and chart and it's just the blood red all uh, red all red all right right now i got i got um Matt Benning, yeah, Benning, and Steven Stamkos, yeah, Benning <laughs> yeah. has been down there. Uh, I didn't know. I th- yeah, I did see Stamkos, which is. Uh, but if you go to the team Rapham charts, then and look at the Sharks, that's a fun one too, because it's it's like the, uh, you know, everything is because of like how like the um very like it's just a little a lot more spread. So the SDs are like way the ducks the ducks are at the top of the goals one yeah i know well there's a bunch that's what i'm saying there's a bunch of teams because like it's so spread out that they're actually there's probably several teams that are like above three standard deviations because we've only played like not eight games or whatever so as the season goes on those come in which is generally why i don't update this data until around 10 games but i was getting antsy and i just wanted to add it <laughs> you just your intrusive thoughts got to you. yeah i was well it was just i had run through it one night and everything looked fine and i was like okay well i don't want to wait on this anymore let's just get it out there and it was a sunday night and i was like oh monday's coming okay fun th- times for monday um but yeah so it's fun. what are you seeing sean <laughs> the sean. the ducks shorthanded wrap chart <laughs> i haven't oh is that yeah i think i did see that which is really I'll funny share the, i'll share the screen for a second you see this? Yeah. yeah this is spooky that's spooky right oh there. this that is, is a spooky short handed for the listeners at home who who cannot see this currently uh we have ducks at, at even strength you know really high goals for per 60 and goals against per 60 that's inverse so that's good uh, but then power plays average, and then shorthanded is just negative red. Off, off the charts. Off the charts, negative red. Off the charts. Uh, it's got to be on the charts. If we do it to six, it's barely off the charts. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's a little over three. It's yeah. a little over three. For those who don't know, you can extend the y-axis limits um, yes. to see how far off the charts they are. Yeah, yeah. we, we have Sometimes they're like barely off the charts. Yeah, yeah sometimes they're just a little bit over. They they look like they're fully brick, but it's not. It's it's yeah. uh mostly is when I design those is that for the majority every it, after a full season, it's rather rare for a player to have a rating that's outside three plus or minus three standard deviations from the mean. Uh, but in the early season, <laughs> that's when you get these. Um, I think McDavid has done this several times in the offensive categories. Yeah. Crosby used to do that. Datsuk. I'm trying to think of like the recent players who've really. I think Kachuk was one. Bergeron, Bergeron also. Bergeron. Nachushkin had him. Drysital uh, in offense. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. And so I, I guess maybe we could chat about those uh, a little bit, just just as a refresher. I, I do think that we are probably getting close to really having to schedule our our Gar Glossary series, which yes. we'll talk about all three of these. And it I, been a good, I am you know. if we if I can, uh, I was just gonna make a a, 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 a saying about our XR write up <laughs> that I was gonna finish it. But didn't I, you say that like last week? I did. And I wanted before. to. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be out in October. I, it was. <laughs> It was okay. You There's know, still what? tonight we still have four and a half hours. Yeah. What uh, if I just I get antsy and finish it in four hours, and then you know just slam some coffee, <laughs> finish it, have you know do up some visuals, and bam, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. But um, I was gonna just do I I think a quick 
when we're, when we're talking about off the charts for I think maybe some people who we've talked about this before a lot of people are familiar with these charts but they're they show like the various different um, uh, regularized adjusted plus minus uh, m models for go uh, Corsi fork against XG for against and uh, goals for um, is the last one and they're 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 kind of bar charts that are done that show the standard deviation uh, for each of those models for each player uh, and so that's kind of when we say they're off the charts they're they're a player that's so far removed from the positional average yeah positional average so like McDavid usually is the one who's like I don't know five standard deviations above, above the average forward yeah. performance. Usually, I think Drysaddle also can be like that. Has been like that before. It's just players that have just insane, you know, metrics in in various forms, yeah. and it's all relative to like Luke said, the positional mean. So it's it's we we are comparing skaters for forwards and defensemen separately, which also can kind of result in some weird uh, defensemen like kind of views. Like we've had a few each year, and I'm kind of waiting to see what who the defenseman will be this yeah, year. Yeah, one year it was um, so it's Brent it was, Burns has done was, this. With I think like, it was Darnell Nurse, and then it was McCarr, Morgan Riley, Eric Carlson last year. Kale, yeah, McCarr. <laughs> Is there's always one one? It seems like every year there's one defenseman who just shoots. Way more than any other defenseman. And yeah, they score shoots, like five or to ten goals more than the next defenseman, and they just their goals for just is like it, specifically for X car because it's a shooting component. So that it's just there. Currently, just, right now, that player looks like it looks like it'll be Jacob Chikorin at least right now. Yeah, that is the current leader in the shooting model for X car. Um, Jay that, Chick like has a good shot. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, and I'm not. I I guess the next the next two are. Uh, Quinn Hughes and then Jake Wallman. Um, so those are the top three contenders for the. I don't know. The I, I always Darnell Nurse is the one that really broke it like a couple. Yeah, years Darnell ago. Nurse is uh, start <laughs> what three was, twenty in the. Was it the bubble season? The no. twenty it was shortened. Was it the twenty twenty one season or was it the twenty one? No, it was. Season? Yeah, it was the the uh, Canada division season. I yeah. think he shot his brains out. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was like so early. He scored like eight goals in like five games or something. Oh, and that, that was EV shooting. Let me look at the highest. What's the highest defenseman? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Just go, we're, this it, is Luke's nightmare. In a single season. I, a single season yeah, we're doing well, that. The shooting outliers. And it's which not. Is like, and it's not Mike Green. No, so Mike Green is second in 0809. McCarr is 21. Kevin Klein had a couple of big seasons. Actually. Um. I don't see looking, Kevin but... Klein here, but uh, Cal 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 Calvin. Well, Klein? I don't think he shot enough. He's, yeah, I don't, no, yeah. I don't think he shot enough. Maybe to get up there, but but uh, uh, Kale McCarr's twenty-one twenty-two season currently leads all defensemen in shooting value. Uh, Mike Green is second in oh eight oh nine, and then Brent Burns sixteen seventeen. Eric Carlson last year. Morgan Riley. I forgot about Morgan Riley's eighteen yeah, nineteen. Eighteen nineteen. Morgan Riley. Yeah, I know. And that. then twenty twenty one. Darnell Nurse. Those are the ones, and that's each. I think it's almost every year since we've been doing this. Let's There's see. one defenseman. It's a rule. Every, every yeah, year yeah. there is one defenseman who shoots way higher than the rest of like than this next highest. And every year it's different. Uh, and it's you know maybe it'll be McCarr again. That wouldn't surprise. Or maybe it'll be Chickering is a perfect candidate for this role yeah so to lead this to, to take over this role because he came out of nowhere right he was like kind of shipped off like i don't even remember wasn't that trade wasn't he kind of just like like that trade was like for nothing right or was am i wrong completely chicken wrong trade that? yeah no it no, was it was for something Okay, I always get it made no sense to anybody too. I for, remember that for some reason I get him and OEL like mixed up for because they played for the Coyotes. OEL, so. uh, OEL was was 
that was one of the worst trades. That was like <laughs> that feels like Jim Benning, like just trying to like have a lasting impact on that. You mean the Canucks? The Canucks trading for OEL. Right, because they did a yeah. cap dump of guys that were gonna be off the roster in one year for OEL's terrible contract. Yeah, I that thought they ended up having to buy out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I was I was not talking about I was not I was talking about the Florida trade. So when he went to Florida did he sign with Florida? I don't know. I again He signed my... with Florida after a buyout. Okay. Okay. He's on for a million. But the Chickren trade was for uh the twelfth overall pick this year, Daniel Boo. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's Russian, I would assume it's just pronounced but Dan Daniel but uh a twenty twenty four second round pick. Uh there's conditions to that if if Ottawa makes it to the twenty twenty three Eastern Cup Eastern Conference final, which they didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> that, that's a real condition. First round top ten. Yeah. Um I don't know what they were thinking. Result, uh, Arizona receives a 2024 second-round pick. Uh, a 2026 second-round pick. Oh, yeah, that's um, this trade. I remember there was a bunch. They got, yeah, a first, like, 12th overall. So, yeah, they did give up a lot, which I remember people probably criticizing that. But Sorry, Chikrin's so we, we should probably we go to break. I've just we been, did, I know. While you guys have been talking, I've been going through who the like, list of. Who do the Ottawa Senators think they are? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, look I at forgot them. that. Yeah, it's funny that like they Who had. They? Well, we can talk about the senators <laughs> when we get back. But... I would say we could do these to finish off because we should go to break here. Um, I just spent the time while you guys were bantering there, looking at the uh, if there is a season that we don't have a defenseman who shot like crazy. Um, Wait, and there. Let me. Is there one? There. I was going to guess the 2014-15 season where Jamie Ben won the Art Ross. Oh with yeah. Points. No dark so, times. Yeah. Um no. Fourteen fifteen <laughs> there was kind of a defenseman. But so I guess it depends. In the top there is in the top let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. In the top twenty there are eleven seasons more or less represented. I guess top fifteen actually. There's eleven eleven of the top fourteen seasons ha- are like one g- p- defenseman per season, basically, if that makes sense. So it is kind of like you pretty much have one defenseman every year that really stands out above the rest of the defensemen. The only season I'm not seeing right now is the 2009-2010 season. There was not a top uh, there was not a defenseman in the top 50 in shooting value added uh, among all, all seasons. And then after that, there's the um, let me see if this is right. Yeah, the lowest one really is like 17-18. Uh, you guys are not going to guess who led the defenseman in, in shooting in 17-18. <laughs> Because I don't even I have no memory of anything like this. Um, um in seventeen eighteen. Yeah, there's you're, you're, there's no way it's, he played for Arizona. Oh, I'll give yeah. a, I'll give Sean a, a hint if he wants to guess here because there's just no way you're gonna get this. <laughs> it's not, played uh, for Arizona in what year? Seventeen eighteen. And, and he there's led, no way I'm gonna get this. No, I don't think there's any this way. It's like Pakduku. There's no key. way. I I actually don't think that you're gonna get. Yeah. Don't look. You don't get to look, though. I mean, like this is just. You even remember who played de- defense? No. Who was defenseman for Arizona in seventeen eighteen? Was it Patrick Nemeth? No, no. <laughs> Kevin Kanaten. He led all defensemen no. in shooting in seventeen eighteen. Really? Star model. Yeah. See now, this is like this is like we're looking at the outliers, <laughs> and this is making me like, is this actually saying? That what do you shoot? Uh, he added. Uh, uh, let's see. His all. Um, his all shooting value he added in in seventeen eighteen was eight point two goals. 
Um, I don't know how that relates. The all-time leaders are like seven, sixteen points, yeah. five or whatever. That's Makar. So then after that, you got we pretty much have named everyone. Uh, one that we haven't mentioned is the 2010-2011, One of our kind of the the old kind of like kind of analytics guys, Visnovsky. He Visnovsky, had a, your, yeah. your guy, your guy. Yeah. Uh, there's a few others. Uh, there's a there's uh, what's the one I'm. So okay, bro. We should end this. We'll end we it, don't need yeah. to keep so, going on. I'm about kind this. of uh, sorry. I did all this work to go and highlight all these players <laughs> on the on the site where you guys were going. You know, going on about I don't know some Ottawa traders, the Chickering trade. <laughs> <laughs> some Ottawa so thing. they in, traded in, their first in, for a Chickering. Yeah, let me no let me just deal. quickly hold on. I want to see. In what are we doing, Josh? Let's go to break. No, what no, no, no. I want to see in 2009, 2010. Who led defensemen in shooting? Because I'm, I'm. See, you're gonna make me feel like Mike I, Green. Something. And if it's not Mike Green, you could no. say Mike Shea Green. Weber. It's 2010 be... was the Washington President's Trophy year, was it not? Mike Green was fourth in shooting for defensemen. Is it uh, Shea Weber? It's not Shea Weber. He was not there. You know who is the one last player? Drew Doughty led in 2009, okay. 2010. It's not like he was that high because the, he wasn't the standout. Jordan Leopold had a couple really high yeah, shooting I remember percentage that. seasons back in the kind of the turn of the of the uh, the aughts into the tens, which uh, I just kind of forgot about. Anyway, isn't that fun? We're we have a lot of fun here going through uh, a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of X card trivia on the evolving hockey site. Uh, Sean, you should uh, take us to break unless you want me to because I've been talking i'm i'm, I'm happy yeah, with myself I mean, for having highlighted players rambling on josh <laughs> but we'll be back after this to talk about whatever josh wants to talk about <laughs> The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. I'm not going to say it, Josh. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to thank the sponsor. I'm not going to. You're looking at me. You're trying to get me to laugh. I'm not going to do it. Ryan Blaney did win this weekend, and he was not in Menard's car. Um, so apologies to you. I know you right. want to see the Menard's car Ed, driving edit around. Edit this out, bro. Circles. Are you going as the Menard's car for Halloween, Sean? Is that what you're going to go out after we're done recording here and... Put did, on your, your Menards did costume. You, did you trick or treat like all the time when you're kid? Like every year when you're kid? No, I stopped. I stopped. Uh I maybe made it to second grade. Wait, really? What? You no, know, but I ma- I majored in money, right? I majored in money, right? <laughs> it's free think candy. About how cheap, think about how cheap the candy is compared to the price of my time to go around <laughs> to different people to beg. You dressed up let as alone a bookkeeper. My, my pride. My pride. You the put loss a dollar, of my pride. Dollar value you on your pride. You can't put a dollar value on your pride. <laughs> Isn't that what you're just arguing? Is begging that you, for candy. You save money. Go to Walgreens and get it for like five bucks. You sound like you were a fun kid. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, we, I had I had hockey to watch too and baseball we, to watch. I mean, yeah. When you're three, you're you're like the uh uh what is a uh, Ralphie in the Christmas Story, like when he's super serious about seeing Santa, uh, and it's like. He, I don't know. That's that's you were like, no, I'm he, he's he's all to business to ask Santa for the uh, the Red Rider BB gun or whatever, whatever it is. Anyway, sorry. We're not- I, I got that when I was when I was in second grade. I just flat out told the kids, you know, uh, 
I was like, yeah, like that's like I was like, you know, they like to meet the Santa. And I'm like, you know, that's not like real, right? <laughs> oh, you were the kid in the bathroom. I was dead serious. The, I was the, like, what are you guys graders. doing here? I was like, <laughs> you know, like I was, I'm Jewish, like you know, didn't have the whole Santa thing anyway, and like I didn't. 100% mean it is like Santa's not real I was like you know that's like you know that's just like some guy dressed up in a costume right oh you breaking all these little kids hearts oh yeah oh, I, w- I was I fully... really remember that like as a yeah, child like, I remember yeah. there was a moment when I was in like third grade or fourth grade and I was in one of the elementary school bathrooms and some kid was just going around telling kids in the bathroom that Santa wasn't real and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I, and that's Before they sold drugs out of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah is this third graders? Yeah, third graders in the bathroom telling other kids. You know, it's like kids when they're real. on the playground, they learn how to swear, and yeah. then they're like in the little corner, like saying swear words to each other. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. Shot, we're gonna, I, we're not, I, I held on. I was an optimistic child when I was young. Yeah, I, I really wanted to believe Santa was real until like fifth grade or sixth grade when i kind of it kind of became clear that like santa wasn't real sorry sorry children this is a this is an yeah, 18 plus is, no, i'm marking a, no on that i'm marking this podcast episode explicit because we're we're, we're <laughs> spoiling luke santa tra- luke tra- luke i already dropped, dropped some, a, an f-bomb some, some yeah. fuck bombs earlier yes. yeah <laughs> uh no but we luke and i luke and i were we <laughs> trick-or-treated treated uh i'm pretty sure every year until we were like 14 or 15 no we didn't no, go th- no it wasn't sorry no, you're right it wasn't it, was it doesn't matter weird. it was probably like seventh grade. We well, already think... talked enough about Halloween. We well, need sorry, to get there's just back trick or treaters the... outside. I'm saying, you know, we're in the season. It's festive. Yeah, it's true. It's what true. else are we talking about? I don't want to talk about the East. Who wants to talk about the East? <laughs> Let's talk about the Sharks. I, I don't. I don't. I really don't. I don't want to talk about these. You don't things. want to talk about your your uh, Bruins picking up where they left the off. Bruins. The, the Bruins. Bruins. Every time you pronounce Bruins correctly, now it kills me because <laughs> I just expect you to say it. Incorrectly. I don't. I never really said Bruins. I didn't ever say it. It's like, oh, we're going to the you dunes. You definitely said Bruins. <laughs> maybe. Okay, one time, maybe. Oh, no, I no, definitely like, used naturally, to say that. That's, what, that's yeah. exactly what you say. Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was Josh. You're, this, is, this is a classic twin thing where I get blamed for something my brother did. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. I mean, it comes with the territory. This is like this used to happen all the time where one of us would tell. We had a friend when we were younger. This is. I guess we're talking a lot about Luke and, I, and our, our childhood. When we were like sixth, seventh grade, that we had a, a good friend. He lived like down the street from us. We would hang out all the time with, and he would legit like a lot of times. One of us would be over there or something, and would tell a story, and then the other one would come over or would come back to the bathroom and tell the same story. And our friend would get really mad at us because we told him the same story. And uh, you know, Luke and I, we do a lot of things together, so we have very similar experiences in life. Especially anyway, but it was always annoying because I'd be like, "Well, how the hell am I supposed to know that my brother told you that story? <laughs> what I'm supposed to like know that he told you?" So okay. Luke's getting blamed by doesn't Sean matter. For anyway, wasn't, I that, did. wasn't that one of my first questions too? Like when everybody was asking, um, like when you guys did the twin reveal. In yes. hockey graph slack back in the day one of the best days ever <laughs> for anybody that was in that is like like when we found out that luke shelberg was not real and that there's these two twins in minnesota that were like running this alias and like everybody's asking you know very um different questions as it pertains to things and then i'm like i i got a question like have you guys ac- ever accidentally tweeted like the same thing twice from like the evolving ho- the evolving wild account because you guys do that too. Yeah, you guys oh, would yeah. tweet the same thing, or sometimes even in messages, you'd like do the same. You 
and then you'd be like, oh, whoops, like Luke already did this or Josh already did this or your yeah. guy already did this. Well, yeah, it, it's so we have gotten a lot better about it because it used to happen to us a lot more where especially when we were one person on Twitter, we had to be very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so silly to say. It is. I, I think we've talked about this enough, but it, it still really surprises me how. Uh, how memorable that day was for uh, so many people involved in like who were like kind of in our little like back when hockey stats was a little smaller community it like people it was like the kind of event I've heard this from multiple people I guess where people remember exactly where they were when they found it that we were twins that we weren't one person like multiple people have told us that like I remember that day like so vividly <laughs> when I it was the like the ultimate. Uh like you know gotcha moment where it wasn't like we weren't trying to prank anybody but that's how people feel like they feel like they got pranked and it's always like a good laugh you know yeah um and uh most people almost everybody took it in stride we were really worried that people were gonna be like really irritated and mad at us like we were conning conning them and that's which is not our intention but But no to your point yeah we we do we used to do this a lot more is that one of us would tweet and then either the other one would tweet like of similar like kind of context um or uh, we would just tweet about like the very random things like within 20 seconds of each other, which kind of just is like chaotic energy on a timeline <laughs> when you have like two people who have two very different things that they're tweeting about, like within a matter of a minute. And so usually we would have to go and delete it. It happened a lot more when we were at our previous job where we like were at different areas of like the office or we are at different. We weren't together. And so we didn't know. And we would just like randomly tweet. And then, you know, so then we had to start checking our timeline to make sure that like the other one didn't just tweet about it or something, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway, we're, wow, we're way off topic here uh, in terms of talking about hockey. I apologize. This is talking about, it's talking about uh, hockey, hockey uh, Twitter, I guess, or hockey. Yeah. Ice. History, some, <laughs> some, some famous events of hockey Twitter in the past. Um, hockey X, I guess now is technically what they call it now. The, uh, the, the kids are calling it. Yeah. I no, guess. no one is calling it that. No. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, to bring it for heart. That was what I was going to say. No, I'm just. Uh, but no, yeah, we, yeah, to bring it having a resurgent start to the season after a severe down year with Ottawa, which has continued. I think from last week we talked a little bit about this last week. I think right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know who are some other. I guess Tara Vine. And so again, we're still kind of covering some of the early Gar X Gar Rapham stuff. Tara Vine currently Jack leading, leading the league. Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes, yes. Uh, well, that's not surprising though. No, that I'm. I was trying to think of of other surprising, um, like players. Who, I, we already talked about uh, Min, Min Shikov. I'm gonna have to. Fi- I figure out if that's actually how you say his name. Let me see if there, is there a new pronunciation guide. No. So I was looking for this. They only have the 2122. Wait, 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 wait. Pronunciation. Pron- Sorry, pronunciation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let me ask this. I wonder. Uh, this is like the. Enunciation. There's a there's um, an NHL. Oh, this is scouting the refs. NHL referee and linesman pronunciation guide. Is there not one for? There's only the twenty. Is it different for each team? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure to be honest. I don't know. If anybody knows, maybe I should. Should I just ask on Twitter if if there's a new pronunciation guide? Like we, I'm asking while we're doing the podcast, like trying <laughs> yeah. to figure it out. I don't know. Maybe it's like not released yet because, yeah. I'm but um. No, so so getting back into some, I think some some interesting early early season performers. A lot of this stuff again with the model, and and we, I don't know, do we want to plan live on the air right now when we're going to do our glossary series? Like, should we do it next week or like, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to do it because I think there's a lot of things that we could talk about and it'd be fun to do a refresher for people who maybe some new people who aren't familiar with it, who haven't read the stuff or just would be fun to just revisit it. But yeah, um, we could maybe do a shorter episode on Monday and then like do an episode like a the glossary series on Wednesday. I don't yeah, know. but it's interesting to look at. We'll I have mean, to figure it out. We'll take it offline. Put current, a pin on I, it. I think some some early I like to look at especially early season, like kind of try to discount some of the early shooting stuff and look at how who player like players are performing outside of that. I think some early um some interesting numbers that are coming up specifically, I think for uh, like non shooters right now, right. Is Leon dry actually has not really been adding as much value as you'd expect from his shooting. Um, he's like, you know, not near like Teravainen right now. Most of his X guard is from shooting. I think it's about same, six, same thing with the brinket. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and actually pretty much everybody leading the top. Uh, Darren Radish currently is the, uh, he's a top 22 in X guard right now, but he has a negative shooting uh, value added um so you know oh, that's my guy right there yeah that's luke's guy <laughs> <laughs> um which is which is very interesting i think when you when you see the you know you you i'm trying to think of is there even another player who's in the top 50 that has a negative value no who is darren radish i know he he's a defenseman for tampa <laughs> uh so he's picking up where uh where had been left off yeah uh, yeah, I guess. Was Hedman ever really a much of a shooter? I feel like he wasn't. No, I don't know. I'm just saying I think Hedman has had kind of a rough. Let's see. Let's see. Is he? Yeah, he's Who still below average. Who the hell is this average. Dakota Mermis? Uh, Dakota, Dakota Mermis. That's, that's a Minnesota Wild uh, legend right there. Where is he at? Wow, Darren Radish is currently well, leading. I, I, the, I'm, the, off, the... I'm off doing my own thing. He has a 33.3% shooting percentage. He's... Scored two goals on six shots on goal, and he has two assists in seven games. <laughs> yeah, well, the oh, Wild have had a bunch of defenseman injuries. They've Spurgeon's been out, and Goligoski's on LTIR, so they've had to bring up several different uh, younger defensemen. Dakota Mermis has played with them for a couple years. He's not years. younger. He's 29 in nine months. Yeah, okay, months, like really. AHL defenseman. He's or, pretty like, old. Be, from their A. I know, oh, no, I know that. ARP card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was I was saying Darren Radish is leading the Lightning in XGAR or XGAA because I'm on the submodels table. Uh, but Victor Hedman is below average, uh, not having. Well, it's oh wow, Cernak, Stamkos, Sergachev, Point, and Hedman and Sorelli are all below average. What is did it? it this is the upside down here. Everything flipped. <laughs> <laughs> leading the leading the lightning is Radish, Hagel, Kucherov, Barre Boulay, Nick Paul. I like Nick Paul because it's like you just don't say his last name; you say the full his full name. Oh, yeah. Paul. Nick Paul. You, yeah, don't you don't just say Paul. You don't. Yeah, you, you don't. don't say Paul. <laughs> it's like two syllables. Nick Paul. It's two syllables. Like you just don't. You say his full name. Yeah, I don't know. The Lightning are a, kind of a weird team. They have Dahan, Calvin Dahan's. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was, yeah, I, Darren, I, some, some early season, some early Sean, season. Sean, you were down a, a, another rabbit hole. What were you looking at? I was on this Dakota Mermis. I don't know. I was just screwing around on the stats, and I was like, <laughs> I was sorting uh, by shooting percentage, and you know, you have this Varankov for Columbus, Dmitry Varankov. Who has one goal and one shot on goal and one shot on attempt? <laughs> um, he scored the only shot attempt he's taken in three games. <laughs> Artem Zub has a goal on two shots on goal, as well as Josh Brown on Arizona. And then Robbie Fabry has a shot on two shots on goal for Detroit. 
And then uh, Vincent DeHarnay has a goal on uh, two shots on goal. So like I'm, you know, but this, but then I was like, oh, this guy has six shots on goal and nine unblocked shot attempts and twenty total shot attempts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was just going through Dakota Mermis. going through some things. Yeah. So I I learned who Dakota Mermis is today. Yeah. Congratulations. I, where? What is Thank his you. actual? Thank you. I remember he was a uh, Nick Paul is shooting twenty nine point four percent. By the way, uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it from a uh, XGAR standpoint when there's only eight games. <laughs> that'll that'll do it. Hold on, I was gonna just look. I've been doing this for um for like I want. I was saying I want to do kind of some fantasy tools more, but basically I'll just go to our standard skater tables and just go to the power play strength and sort by time and ice. Uh, and you can kind of get an idea of what the power play units are. Okay, Mermis has played no power play time. Uh, he's played two minutes, so he's not on the power play. The Wild, Kalen Addison is basically the only defenseman they've been using. They've been using a little bit of Bradeen, but mostly just Addison on the power play. Um, yeah, we haven't really um, – we've had some, like, kind of stuff going on during the game time, so we haven't watched a ton of games. I'm trying to think what the – well, we watched the Heritage Classic. Um, well, we, we've been watching, I, I think, just in general, some of the games. I think so, some of the – uh, I think more, it's still early, obviously. I think it was interesting to look at kind of, we were talking about this off air a little bit, but about just general trends in like volume and like kind of just across yeah. the league, right? And I think currently everything seems like it's more or less in line, except I think something that we mentioned uh, maybe a month ago was uh, uh, the there's some new potential tracking uh, data that we have for um, for block shots. And it does seem like kind of at least early. Now this is, but I think on average teams are played. Well, about we don't have half. tracking data for it. Sorry, not tracking. L- I yeah, mean, I was like, going to say yeah. let, let's watch our words here. But yeah, sorry, yes, they, yeah. they they are now they, including. It seems like uh, we t- like uh, defense st- uh, or sorry teammate blocked shots, right? Or right? I can't remember what the actual term. Yeah, teammate blocked. So they, they yeah teammate blocked shots. They've added, and then they um, have also clarified um, to. Def- Defensive deflection, yes, as well, yeah, um, which is weird, but theoretically, it's kind of like a, uh, it's a new data point that we have, but yeah, that wouldn't and, be considered a block shot. That would be like a shot on goal and so, or miss. So currently, just looking at you know going over to evolvinghockey.com, checking out the uh, league the the league tables under the standard uh, drop down, which kind of shows the general. Um, the general rates for the league, like year over year since 2007, um, is that pretty much everything is kind of in line. Uh, we've had, obviously, like in the last couple of years, there's been an increase in, in general, I think, danger or quality of shots in, in, a, in a way. But this year specifically that Corsi 4 per 60 and specifically block shots are up this year, which I think we had somewhat rumored that we thought we might they may be tracking more um, events than we maybe had before. I'm not quite sure if that we haven't looked into this to confirm it, um, but it seems like that might be the case. I don't no, know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that the teammate blocked, uh, the new teammate block shots were not tracked before. Um, they there was kind of some speculation that sometimes they maybe were um, included as like a miss um, or something. I mean, there's like like a hundred hundreds of thousands of shots a year. So like, yeah, maybe a handful would get tracked. Um, but now specifically they are recording shots that are quote unquote blocked by a teammate, um, which was not tracked in the past. So yes, we are getting a higher count of Corsi uh, shots uh, than we have previously, which will be interesting to see if it impacts um, any kind of models 
because uh, I didn't. We were not aware of that <laughs> uh, before the season started. So and and we'll just have to. I, again, it's like it's, again, like I. I mean, I, I I should actually go look into how many like the average number of teammate block shots there are a game. Because bro, what did it go for? What was the the average per skater? The league tables, to be clear, are skater averages. So it's at a skater level. It's not at a team level, um, which is kind of. I kind of sometimes wish there was a tab to have team averages so we could get like the team rate, um, which would be more of like a total because the skater one is more so you can compare skater rates to the league skater average. Um, yeah, anyway, I mean, it, mostly it's a, and, and again, this is still we're still very early. Um, I mean, it's like, I don't know, have you even pay, played? A tenth of the season. I think I we're getting close to 150 total games. Okay, yeah. So this is about. I think this is kind of like we we tend to start to look at trends like this. Just um, I, I think in general because this is kind of like around the 100 to 200 game mark for all teams is kind of where you can maybe start to see if things are changing a little bit. This is what we found like what was it four years ago now when there was that issue with the kind of the goal the net front or goal crease. Um, but uh, I I it's still super early. But block shots are at the um. They're the highest rate they've ever been. Now, granted, they la- well, so they're at currently three point one nine or three point two blocks per sixty, uh, and this is, I believe, all situations. Yeah, where historically they kind of seem to sit somewhere in the two point eight to two point nine blocks per sixty. So, you know, up almost potentially like kind of half a block. I mean, not entirely, but Corsi is also at the highest rate so far that we've ever seen. It's at twelve point. Uh, twelve point four Corsi four per sixty, which is up half a half a shot attempt uh, per sixty in general, and it's at yeah. There's I think the last season, the next season is last year. So I mean, in general, rates have kind of been uh, rising over the last couple of years. Um, but I think this is something that's pretty interesting that also gets into kind of the va- like how block shots are accounted for and all that's you know I, I think something else that we could I don't know if we want to have time to talk about that right now, but um, I think it's it's just kind of interesting to look at some general trends because actually points are down. I think. Compared to last year, well, last year was um, kind of wild. Last year was a weird of, like year. the scoring environments. I don't know. Yeah, it was just like, but I should I should note that the the teammate blocked shots, quote unquote. Like I I verified this, and I guess I could go like triple check it. But we don't. Those are obviously not going to be count. Like, <laughs> say I don't know if uh, Jonas Brodeen accidentally blocks a shot from Kaprizov, right? Brodeen isn't going to get credited for a blocked shot there. Because it's on like we only credit the like you know block shots that are taken by the opposing team, so it's kind of interesting because block shots wouldn't normally be like wouldn't be going up because of this new blocked shot like teammate blocked shot. It would just be that they're tra- I think I'm pretty sure. I mean I w- I'll go double check this, but uh, it's just they are tracking more block shots and they slightly more block shots than they had in the past. Um, and the Corsi is being driven up by the new, I would assume, the new teammate block this shots. Is, again, though, this is all really early. Sean has yes. a question. He's raising his hand. <laughs> not really a question. But, like, so the way that I would look for this, and it's not as easy, is, like, I would look into the, I'm on the team's uh, table and shots overview, and then sorting Ooh, by rare percentage. Page. Of, yeah, percentage of shots that are blocked, which is BLK underscore F percentage. Yeah, block okay. four percentage. And so the top 10 seasons, I granted, like, sample size, right? But the top 10 seasons in terms of the percentage of shots that are blocked um, are all of this year. And um, 14 of the top 20 are all from this season. 
Yeah. And like as you go down the list, like basically it looks like the percentage of total shots, shot attempts taken that are blocked on the team, you know, in terms of like team seasons at least are significantly higher. And the way that I'd probably go about this is to not do percentages. I would just do totals and then and then just do my table from there. But like I'd probably find out from from the team level here. Because as you say, you're not crediting the block to anybody per se, so it's not going to necessarily show up there. Although I think when things like this do come around, like the shot trackers are trying to do a more diligent job right now, probably in terms of recording block shots and just like shot attempts in general. I think. Yeah. Like I believe that over like the last, we'll even go back. We'll go back like five years, like as the analytics movement continues and becomes more prevalent, I think there has been like a greater focus uh, on the data side from the NHL in all fronts. Like they've made hires, like they've been working on things themselves. Yeah. And um, like, I think this is part of it is, is trying to do a better job of uh tracking these things and there's clearly some sort of of a review process too like we talked about it i don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast with the defensive deflection that was recorded incorrectly that i found yeah and (laughs) so so for this so this was the october 14th game at td garden game i don't remember the game id um but the October 14th game at TD Garden between the Bruins and the Predators, there was a shot on goal from Roman Yossi that deflected off a Jake DeBrusque stick. And it was recorded as a Jake DeBrusque um, defensive deflection on UC Soros. Like they just made like an error. It's a new stat, whatever. And I like pointed this out to the whole group, uh, not just here, but, um, and, uh, the NHL that afternoon, like after I pointed it out too, was like UC Soros 80 saves this week or whatever. Cause I think he played like all three games for the Predators in the first week. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, uh, fun fact, like this is not the case. And I like pointed this out. And then next thing you know, like they changed it like within an hour <laughs> or like two hours of that, them putting out the graphic and everything like that. So that was funny. Um, yeah. It was funny because I was getting like, I was getting worried that like I somehow screwed something up on our end, but no, it was it had been recorded as a Jake DeBrusque shot from the defensive zone, 150 feet, right on UC Soros. And and other funny thing in our fantasy league, one of our friends lost his matchup. He won it, and then in, uh, so in, on, when the well, when the yeah. week ended Sunday night, he was in the lead by point two or something. I think it was point one. Point one. Yeah. So because we have saves, I think we have goalie saves count for point two, zero point two points. So, and then like three days later, on the day that they changed this, they took away, uh, or no, they added a save to Swayman's. No, they t- took total. away. They took a, or yeah, they added a save. They to added Swayman. a save because it obviously wasn't a like Soros didn't make a save on DeBrusque. It was Swayman made a save on Yossi, and so they added a save. To Swayman's totals, which then pushed his opponent up by point two, changing the result. Or point uh, one five. Point I think. One, yeah, something like matter. that. It anyway, it doesn't matter. matter. But it was really funny because Sean like, brought this up to us, and then yeah, and I went and looked into it, and that <laughs> yeah. was like the only error I had seen with this 
yeah. defensive deflection thing. So it was just Sean eye, somehow you know? managed to find like the one thing <laughs> that was like wrong so far with the de- uh, defensive deflection. It was just deflection. funny because Sean was- brought it up to us. He was asking like, "Do you guys see this?" And we we're like, "Oh, well, that looks wrong. They're probably going to change that or whatever." And then a couple days later, our friends randomly in our fantasy in our chat were like. Hey, I thought I won this week. What happened? And then and we were like, "Aha!" We were like, "Oh, do you have Swayman?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and the friend who won is like, "Yeah, I do." And I was like, "Yeah, they 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 up they must have updated it because and then, so he won." So anyway, I guess I should also. So, I was just kind of realizing I was bringing up kind of back, and we can maybe maybe take a we can get close to the end here. I don't know if, if where we're at, but um, is that I, when I was kind of bringing up the the change in blocks, I think Luke clarified this, but I I did want to just clarify that it's not. I don't. I find it interesting that the there that the blocks seem to be up this year, but that's kind of regardless. Like that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the teammates who are blocking their own players, their own teammates' no. shots, right? No. So it's interesting. Like I think what Sean is saying is that it's it seems like they're potentially tracking more of those or maybe shots in the past that were considered misses or deflections are now being accounted for more as blocks right um yeah and that's so also a possibility i think the main thing is what i'm saying is that i don't think this is necessarily a trend in play i think this is a trend in how they're in, accounting for in these tracking. things in yeah. tracking i think that would be my guess now obviously well and we would not need, even 10 games for most yeah, teams in and the we, season i would need to go look into it in kind of the way sean was saying in like kind of breaking out rates of you know at a team level um which i probably should do i was focused on getting the gar and x gar wrap them finished and released so maybe that's the next little thing to check into also check in i haven't really looked into xg totals which i probably should the look XG, into. i was looking into the xg totals seem like i i think one of the interesting things and we've been I, I we've kind of talked about this but i we're still in the process of of I think once we get a couple things on our on some other areas with the site done um i i will be diving back into kind of a re uh, I guess, I don't know, mod- modernizing our XG model a little bit, kind of upgrading it. We'll have a lot more information about that, I think, and that I'll be working on that this season. But um, they're up. They're basically in line with what they were last year, which is a big jump from the year before. Yeah. Um, some of that might also have to do with how they're accounting or tracking, you know, how they're actually, like, kind of recording things. Um, and so I think we'll but, know, a lot, know a lot more about that yeah. after I get more into work there. But they seem fine. I yeah, mean, they but seem yeah, in line with last yeah, year. Yeah, like Sean was saying, though, it is – um, it does seem like the league's focus on data integrity and getting a quality tracking system, like get making sure that, you know, these things, because in the past, you know, like back in like, you know, 2012, 2011. And no, no, no. Uh, when Sean was in second grade. 2015, 2015, <laughs> 2015 junior that, year. That's when it changed. That's when they started taking a bigger. Well, that was pro- that was. <laughs> oh, when I mean, they it, started taking a bigger change, oh, I thought we were coming up with a random year back in the day. That they oh, didn't have back in the day, like a lot of these things wouldn't get changed until long until somebody pointed it out, and even then, it wouldn't. You know, it would take a while. But it seems like now they really are. I will say, if I don't know if anybody had this tweet, I was looking. There was a uh, there's a really funny. I've seen this a couple times now, where the player or the the, the reports are showing a block shot as being blocked by other. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Sean. Did you see my tweet in the reports? No, I did not. It's really funny. I think I've seen a block shot by other, though. Yeah, which (laughs) is funny because then that's not actually a player. So when we process that, it's other, quote-unquote, is not a player. shots has other blocked this year? Do you know? Two. Two. (laughs) Yeah. Other has blocked two shots. Uh, Is other going to get some stats? Have they gotten updated? 
Have they gotten updated? I didn't go back and look at them. I oh, can't I didn't even remember. Oh, can we play? I don't know. It'd be a fun Easter egg to add other, to actually to like add other. To have other be an actual player. Like that's they have, on the site. you have to go to zero time on ice. Like you have to f- go down yeah. to zero time on ice to see them or negative one. Other. If has, I make it a continuous from, it goes. It's an if, Easter egg. I actually. For those that listen to the podcast. No, you actually be a can't. Podcast exclusive. You can't. You can't. No, never mind. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh. <laughs> I'm and, just saying that there maybe there's some other like like there could be other okay. events that we don't track like maybe other is accounting for like timeouts or something maybe the timeout was taken by other like it could just oh, be yeah. a catch all right like, like maybe a stop or like, like we'll have the a, a anthem stoppage. the anthem was sung by like, other other right? yeah yeah right that's in the event add right? another event type to the to yeah. our play by play filter and stuff like that anyway yeah we should probably end this it's we thought they we don't tell you who. Who's saying the anthem? They don't know. Not in the, no, not in the event tracking. Wow. They tell you that there was an anthem. There's no, they a, give you all of like the, I know that the, all yeah. the lines persons. Um, and uh, actually, here's a here's a fun data fact. They used to have the the referees and linesmen were listed as linesmen in the past, and this year they updated it to lines person. Okay, which broke some code I had. <laughs> so that's a cool thing that the NHL updated, uh, you know, to make it, uh, you know, more inclusive. And uh, lines person is now the official designation, and I know that because yeah, it it uh, it, just, it broke some stuff. I just stuff. think about the the switch of the handedness with uh, whatever it says, oh, Gerald Jerry Mayhew. Sean loves it. Yeah. Look, there's been a couple players. I actually fixed this. There's been two players where they changed the player's draft position after the fact. Like, so, and that caused what? problems. Like, yeah. they had the wrong p- draft position for them in their in their whatever. You mean their playing position? No, 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 no. Or like, where they were drafted. Like, where they were drafted. How they did they mess that up? I don't know. There's been two players where they updated it. Like, they had, like, one was, oh, we had several people point this out because it was causing an issue where we were getting duplicates because it was creating two versions. It doesn't matter, but they were dra- actually drafted 119th overall, but for the first five or six years of their career, they were listed as 118. <laughs> and they changed it. They like realized, oh, we have that's wrong. I don't know how they found that because it was like somebody recorded. I'm sure that somebody, I'm sure it probably was the player. <laughs> The players saw that they, they probably like, have like they probably have an intern that goes through and they're just like they figure out what to do for them and they're like yeah just go through the 2012 <laughs> draft and make sure that everybody's draft position is correct. Yeah, it could be like, but I there don't is know. so there's another player and I can't remember, but they updated his draft position too. So there's been two, and then Jerry Mayhew was another where they updated his handedness. Uh, yeah, and it's that, funny it's that brought that... out the most wonderful conversation with us too about <laughs> like how you guys just don't. But so actually, did you guys ever watch that video that the, like the Canadians did a draft interview? I forget which goalie it was, and like they asked him like the questions of like three players in the NHL who I actually think like two of them I had never heard of, and they're like, "Which hand is which hand is is he?" <laughs> Like you gotta know the hand in this, and I was like, dude, I don't know who this guy on Chicago is, but like, considering they're tanking, you're probably never gonna face them in your life. So like, who cares? <laughs> Didn't you? We brought this up where like we've already talked about this about how Luke and I don't pay attention to handedness, and you know, like handedness, like I don't know. So I know, yeah, yeah and like so for the Bruins, like it's it's becoming an issue of my tracking, or it's always an issue if you have two numbers that are very similar, like eighteen and nineteen are quite similar, right? Yeah. So it's tough to pick it out really quickly. Like there's movement, jerseys yeah. can get kind of moved around, whatever. And so like the way that I could tell 
easily, more easily, Beecher and Zaka apart because they're both left hands is based on the stick tape. Okay, yeah. Like, I use that. I, yeah. I, I see that, and I use it. And it's just funny. Like, I don't think you guys could tell me what handedness. Um, oh, it's embarrassing. Uh, you could ask me any could player. Could you do all the wild? No. No, 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 no. I, see, I, I know, like, I defensemen. Yeah, I think so. I mean, defense, I don't know you know the defenseman, but you don't know the forwards. Yeah, no. like what I, handedness is Matt Boldy? Uh, is he left? I'm assuming. Well, it's a 50 50 chance. You don't isn't sound Boldy, too confident. Isn't Boldy yourself. a right wing? I think Boldy's a righty, isn't he? What handedness is he? I I just said it. I'm pretty sure that he's a righty, but well, I, but I, he could be a righty and shoot left. Oh. Well, I'm saying he's he could be a righty and shoot left. Well, no, yeah, no, they're not going to list like what hand is he right with, and then which yeah, hand. What is, is your final in? answer? What is your final? I answer? think that he's right-handed. You okay, mean he... Luke, is that yours? I'm. <laughs> oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say he shoots left. Yeah, he shoots left-handed. <laughs> yeah, Josh. <laughs> I, so hold on, I don't watch hockey this way. I'm not looking at. I look more at like I think this is just a big. But, like, but it's I don't, like a really fundamental piece of hockey. I know, but I don't watch that way because it's like they're all turned around. It's not like it's baseball. <laughs> it's not like they're like, I don't know. It, it'd be like if baseball players like turned around like half the time and then just like, I don't know, and then turned around last minute to hit the pitch or whatever. It's, I don't know. It's I'm just, just, <laughs> but, it's just nuts to me. What handedness is Connor McDavid? <laughs> I told you it's really embarrassing. It mirrors in my head. Like I think of the ice as like this mirror, and so like it doesn't matter to me which it's a way. Mirror. I don't watch. This is the thing. Is well now no. So now I'm just now I'm now I'm, now you're making me second guess myself. I'm just second guessing myself completely because I've got. We already had this conversation. I was already embarrassed by this like a month ago or two months ago, <laughs> and now Sean is embarrassing us again because I don't know. I in my head it's like this mirror. Like it's it's like, it's like in my head he's I'm left handed. Yeah, I was gonna say left handed, but now I'm embarrassed. Wait, like, hold on. I thought I think I've seen him from because it's like I'll see them you do, from you do second guess yourself like a, like you know you ask me like Kale McCarr and it's like. Absolutely, I know he's right-handed. But then you ask me with the pressures on it. Yeah. Like, well, I'm like, I don't I, know. I I'm think- thinking like how many like, and then it's like, okay, hold on. I've seen so many highlights of Connor McDavid, but like, then he's like, okay, but then that one, he was on the right side. Was it like <laughs> did he had a stick this way? It's like, and I, I also like, I, I just don't like in my head, handedness just gets mirrored because it's like they can got be on both ends. Uh, both also, sides it's of the like ice it's and- confusing. Like you know, Nino Niederreiter on the Wild, he he was a right wing a lot of the time, but he shoots left. And so they do that sometimes, and he was really good that way because he had this kind of deception when he was shooting from coming on down the right wing, but he was shooting with his left hand was a little different. Um, so that also plays into it. There's got to be some weird thing with your brain that it flips stuff. Like we're like <laughs> right, like because I feel like this shouldn't be. This is a little bit like there's one thing right. Like even like if I were like. Well, yeah, it's just like in my head, it could go both ways. So like when I'm watching hockey, I feel like I have this like inverse thing where it's like I'll imagine like it gets my memories get flipped. Sometimes. Well, right, because most people shoot left, right? Like, yeah, mo- that's like the dominant. I think so, mo- right? Well, mo- the I only know that because I know that right handed defensemen are like not as common and they're yeah. like more sought after. Well, what what handedness is Adam Fox? Don't ask me this. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> He's probably a right. He's probably a right. I want to say he's right-handed. He shoots right. This is yeah. Oh, I, I, I wasn't quite asking you, but yeah, he's right. Okay, 
Yeah, the that's top what I three thought. Defensemen are all right hands. Yeah, yeah I'm that's better. What I I'm better with defensemen. Because I know defensemen I, because they have to be usually the vast majority of defensemen play like their left or they right. They don't side. play on the offside. Yeah, they're not playing their offside. Usually that's the case. They don't. Most teams don't run out two lefties, you know, in a pair or something. Except it's Brody. This Suter is the, This from is just the, uh, the the who he play for, but who he which who he yeah. shoot <laughs> from? Who he shoot from? How he <laughs> anyway, what we color should stick tape. Does he have? No, 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 no. I can tell you, Pavel. I know Pavelski. Yeah. That's the one I know. He's got white stick to All yeah, white. The white. All yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, the only we, one. Okay, we need to end this. Uh, All we right. Need to end we, this. Will, we will end this. Um, next week, we will ask Josh and Luke to name all of the handedness of the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, God. As well as discuss <laughs> the um, color of stick tape that Connor Bernard uses. And, Couldn't tell you that. Uh, and pick our favorite items at Menards. No. So anyways, not, they, no, no, no. Edit that Thank out. you so much. No, Luke, you're such a grumpy old. We're... Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to talk uh, more about hockey. Take it easy, Sean. Yeah, Happy thanks, Halloween. Sean. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.